Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. Is it the afternoon? It's not. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> no, man, but hey, look, it's, uh, I tell you what, it, there, there's something to be said about looking at the the day as half full already, and I think that that's that's a that's a, that can be a beautiful thing. No, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. my spin on being tired, and it's not even noon yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night or yeah. the day or wake up in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's funny, man. How are how are you doing? How are things at the shop? Yeah, doing okay. You know, it's trucking along. Yeah, it's uh, you know, this time of year is kind of a kind of a slowish time of year where yeah. we kind of you know ramp up for on into spring and all that stuff. Uh, of course, International Pipe Smoking Day is in February, and we're looking forward to that. Pipe and, Smoking uh, Steve! Pipe, uh, pipe Smoking Steve's coming around. Got to check your sock on your front porch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, so it's, things are fun. We're, uh, we're doing well. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, glad to hear it. Well, hey, I'm, I'm excited because, of course, we are being able to broadcast out to the world because of the amazing support from our patrons over at patreon.com slash Radio. And we have got today a new pilgrim to give a shout out to. Oh, nice. Yes. And her name is Amy Richards. Come on, man. These pilgrims lately, all of these easy names. Hang on. Uh, Ami Ricards. Ami Ricardo. Richards. Amy, Amy Richards, we Amy are Richards, so grateful for you, man. Great to great to have you on board. Thanks for joining the uh, the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. Amy, it's great to have you. Amy, it is so good. To we have are you. thrilled to have you. <laughs> hey, there's three letters. It's tough to mispronounce three letters. You Although can't mess that up. Yeah, y- 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 Anyway, I'm not even gonna. Nah, yeah. just forget it. Amy, you're awesome. Thank you so much for your support. No, hey, right. If you'd like to support the show, keep us going. Head over to patreon.com slash Radio, where you too can join the International Pipe Club there. Man, today is very much about the thing that a pipe tobacco podcast does, and it is a tobacco talk kind of day. Yes, the, uh, the meat and potatoes, baby. Yeah, so, all right, and it's interesting, right? Because, you know, historically, we've talked about uh, loose leaf, we've talked about tens, we've kind of mixed and matched. Over the course of goodness several years now yeah we, we've you know we've taken some license and we've just kind of like you know hey what what are we going to talk about what do we want to talk what do we want to review sometimes it's been newer products sometimes yeah. it's been stuff that's been on the market forever i am excited to hear about what you've got today because it's been a while since you and i have done a tobacco talk in the same place together that's right that's and right. back in the day you would bring like this amazing pipe tobacco. Well, back in back back in the day, you would bring this amazing pipe tobacco to my house. We'd bust it open right there in the room while we were, you know, recording the podcast. And then over time, we'd go to the shop as we migrated to the store. Yeah, right. And then we and then like you'd be able to smoke it while yeah. we were doing it, which yeah. is great. And then we were back in the studio, which was kind of like a similar similar type setup. And then it was just like you would tell me how great it was, and I would just be longingly looking at and the you'd camera, four hundred and fifty miles away, and your mouth watering. <laughs> And you're like, well, that, a lot of good that does me. And I mean, like, I could talk about the tin art, but I mean, like, I want to, I want the tin note. I want to, I want to crack it open. That's I want right, to smell it and man. experience it. And so I'm, I'm excited to dive into that. There's so much uh, fun, obviously, that goes into, um, you know, reviewing different tobaccos and, and thinking about tobaccos, you know, and the flavor profiles and just the experience of selecting a tin and opening it and all that, all that stuff. It kind of is the heart and soul of what we do, obviously. But part of our service in that is we hope, like, you know, to, 
pipe tobacco overall is is relatively cheap compared to you know cigars or whatever but there still is something about paying 15 you know 10 15 dollars for mm-hmm. a tin of tobacco mm-hmm. and then realizing that you just don't care for it or, or you Ooh, just or it's yeah. not your type of tobacco or whatever and then you're stuck with this you know this tin and and that's the nature of buying anything i mean right. any consumable product it's the nature of it you're going to spend you know 20 bucks on a bottle of whiskey and then oh i don't like that well what am i going to do with it now like, well i've got this <laughs> right. you know friend over here that might drink it so um with tobacco talks, we hope that we can kind of provide a service in that. Well, maybe we'll give you a little idea if you like, or or, or if you don't, and and might uh, you know save you a few a few shekels if you don't. And there again, might uh might encourage you to, to try something that uh that you think sounds nice to you. Well, and there's there's a bit of both, right? Like on the one hand, you do want to make people a more you know informed consumer. Yeah. But I do think that there is also kind of like a you know there is a subjective nature to taste, and you know, golly, yeah. So like you might come in and you might say like eh, I don't particularly like it all that much. And I think it's it can be to some extent a challenger to the listener as well. Like, well, yeah, let me give that a try. Let me see if I can, yeah. you know, dunk on John David. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's easier than you think. Yeah, <laughs> easier than you think. Right, right. All um, right. What did, well, what did you bring me, man? What got a couple of fun things today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first one we're going to talk about is Sutliff's Crumble Cake Number no. Three. It's a limited mm. edition that just came out, mm-hmm. and it's something that you know has flown off the shelves. It's uh, still available in some places. I think you may have to call around. But yeah, they made 4,000 of these tins at the end of 2021. And yeah, let's see the back of the tin. It says uh, crumble cake number three, a navy mixture that has been aged for 10 months in a top shelf bourbon barrel that is then pressed and sliced. Uh, Mature Virginias and rich burleys are the predominant raw leaf used with a hint of black Cavendish that is added to round out the blend. So anyway, we've got in the typical Sutliff crumble cake fashion, Sutliff is kind of, you know, historically they're more known for their aromatic tins that come in a private stock blend the uh, kind of more biscuit can style tin right but the ones that have they have done with their crumble cakes they've actually done with these vacuum seal tins and they're really handsome it's just very simple what they've done here the uh, crumble with the word cake spelled with a k this is their barrel age series which they've done three limited editions now this is the third and they're calling this a navy mixture and the thing about pipe smokers and pipe enthusiasts is that we have so many different you know, definitions for the exact same stuff, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it kind of, it just kind of drives me crazy. Well, what's a Balkan blend or, you know, what's a Turkish tobacco? It's like, well, I mean, what side of the bed did you wake up that day? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or I I mean, spoken like a man who's had some experience with this. uh... What's a Scottish style mixture? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I, it's just, there's so many different definitions. I have my own preferences on, on all these, uh, Things that I've mentioned, but anyway, uh, the, so Sutliff is calling this a a navy mixture. So from uh, the arbiter of all things truth, which I'm looking at uh, the Wikipedia entry right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, as uh, as the you know cupboard for all things things that are sacrosanct, we've got navy mixture, also navy flake, navy cut, navy tobacco is a burly tobacco. In colonial times, sailors twisted tobacco into a roll. Tied it tightly, often moistening the leaves with rum, molasses, mm. or spice solutions. Oh, yeah. Um, stored in this way, the flavor 
peppers melted. To smoke it, a slice was cut off, also known as a twist or a curly. Eventually, all twisted tobaccos and then pressed tobacco became known as navy because of the convenience for sailors and outdoorsmen who favored the compact size, long-lasting, slow-burning qualities. Navy flake tobaccos pressed into bricks and sliced into broad flakes. Okay, so so I, I, I just read literally a definition of Navy tobacco <laughs> off of Wikipedia, right? So go, go find this it yourself. high-quality content. High-quality research <laughs> right here, right? The whole reason I did that right. is because this is not what— def- I, I want you to hear what the— you know, what you hear often for a Navy tobacco. Right. And, and that's what I just read to you is just kind of the, you know, layman's terms. But now you see, though, that a lot of blends that are marketed as Navy blends are not flavored at all. Mm-hmm. Or they might be this, you know, what we just read is it says Burley. What they might say is Virginia. Or they might say a Virginia Burley mixture with Perique. There's so many different different definitions of Navy blend, Navy right. mixture. Right. And even that point, it's like, well, to be a Navy, it has to be either a flake or a coin because it's sliced. Well, some of the, you know, capstan comes in a ready rubbed variety. And the, you know, the tobacco we've got today is actually a crumble cake. You know, it's not a, a flake or a plug. And so it's a loose leaf tobacco that's been pressed. You know, this... These terms are all over the map, right? right and right, I just right, want yeah. to acknowledge that, that like, okay, oh, it's a Navy. That's exciting. Well, what's your definition of Navy? <laughs> so anyway, here we are. So Sutliff crumble cake, you know, the tin is, you, you want to describe uh, kind of what, what you got yeah, here? Yeah, has this been opened yet? It has. Okay, okay, yeah. Ooh, see, I get to like open it up on the mic. I know, now. the crinkle. That. Yeah. Woo! Hang on. Oh, wow. It, it hits you immediately as soon as like you open it well, up. Well, okay. So so the, the outside of the tin, we've got this very oh, sorry. simple. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you asked me about the outside. I immediately cracked this thing. I told I you, I'm really excited. Actually. No, it's great. It's <laughs> great. I know, right? You the, the experiential part. Yeah, okay. All right. So the outside, of course, you've got the, uh, uh, you know, the the black on gold, the, the tin itself. Is that brass? Nah, it's a I think aluminum or it, no, it, well it's tin, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess that would make some sense. Yeah. But it, it's got kind of that golden sheen to it, if you will. Yeah. Then of course you've got the the black and red label. So it's kind of like it's it's like Christmas, but it's like a Christmas kind of that high what's 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 kind of that uh you know like a like you know the the black label you know the kind of that that high end you know something that means it's a little bit more uh special okay and so as opposed to being kind of like all frilly and you got the holly and the jolly and whatnot that's right. on there it's just like no the the red is kind of uh, a little bit of like a Christmas like pop, if you will. Okay. 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 So that's I, I say that because like obviously we just we, we just went through Christmas and everything else. And so I'm like, I've got Christmas decorations on the minds and yeah. everything. Yep. And so I can't not see like gold, red, and black and think, oh, this has kind of that uh, that like Christmassy type of, you know, product thing. This is not a Christmas product. I'm not I'm not trying to No, it's not, but it kind of I understand what you're saying. Well the other thing too is the crumble cake, the 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 font that is used there has kind of a little bit of like a Christmassy feel to it too. Yeah. Like there, there's just something about this that kind of communicates a specialness that I would associate with Christmas, even though this is not a Christmas blend. And it's got the uh, kind of the gold gold texture. You got the number three and that kind of modern throwback font, mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, with the way that it's it's uh, presented. Barrel Age series, very simplistic. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm talking it up a little bit in terms of kind of like the colors that are used in the uh, schematics and whatnot. But it's very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. But it evokes Christmas to me. Like I just I can't That's every single time I see this tin, I always think of Christmas. It's something to do with the probably the red that's on there. Well, yeah. I think it's the red, and again, it's red combined with the gold and black. Black. For some mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. that kind of communicates 
a like like a high end Christmas like gift or yeah right something like that luxury item yeah anyway so (laughs) all the tens are numbered by the way so they all have a little number on the front there where you can actually you know see oh Oh, this was 10 number you know 2300 of 4000 yeah specifically we're holding a number 3589 of 4000 yeah uh so we 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 got the we got the tail end of of the line here (laughs) which you know tracks hang on I'm sorry, but I'm just jumping into the room, like room, the tin note rather, because like it's, yeah. it smells delicious. It doesn't. It? It's kind of like a okay. Yeah, now this is where the rubber hits the road, right? Um, it's kind of like a berry kind of that, there's to it. There's a little essence of almost like a citrusy note to it, which is uh, which is different. Is that raisins? It it, it is <laughs> the <laughs> finest of raisins. You kiss your mother with that mouth. No, I mean like I so I don't get like very like spiciness to it yeah. or anything just from the tin or anything of that nature. Yeah. But I do get kind of a little bit of a fruitiness to it. You mentioned citrus. I don't know, for me it's almost like an apricot. But maybe that's, you know, my untrained palate wheel, you know, after after all of the different flavor education you've given us in this past, you know, like the past <laughs> year. I think apricot is actually, you know, relatively I think that's good. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. So when you're looking at the tobacco, you know, obviously the crumble cake kind of comes in a couple of different chunks that they've prepared for you here. Again, we're opening up this little Elizabethan collar that we've got, and the aroma is a is a natural aroma, but you do have almost like a like a like a brandy sourness there there's almost like a you know something you would get from like a like a good peach oh, brandy or yeah something. like an apple brandy or peach apple brandy, brandy peach see brandy. that's the fruit that i was talking about yeah yeah but then but then there's a sourness there that kind of huh. comes in on the end it stings your nostrils a little bit it's very it's very pleasant it's a very pleasant room note really like it it's a, a darker crumble cake it's one of those that well that's a kind of dark brown it's not super dark but you know typically when you start pressing these tobaccos together with those the aging process uh, doing what it does and the that pressure creating a little extra you know fermentation and you know those tobaccos melding together the the product tends to become darker and so you see that typically with these crumble cakes but very very attractive it um crumbles up into a really nice pile of, of little uh, ribbons that, uh, you know, will be tightly compacted. And if you want it to smoke more like a ribbon cut tobacco, you'll just have to work it a little further. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this tobacco loads and, and lights pretty easy. It's one of those where the moisture, at least from the tin that we've got here, was pretty much right out of the gate, you know, pretty good. But um, there's tangy citrus notes, obviously, there. We've got a nice roughness that comes from the burly, but it's it's paired with these naturally sweet Virginias, which is nice. There is a little bit of a molasses note that mm. uh, I think is, um, mm. you know, kind of comes from that uh, rum element there. And then, of course, it says it's aged in a whiskey barrel. It says a high-end whiskey barrel. We kind of, you know, kind of um, imagine what that might be. But anytime you see that, I kind of think of this oakiness that's there. You know, it, there's there's leaf that's aged in these whiskey barrels, and it's like, well, it doesn't really taste like whiskey. It just kind of, it tastes like this charred oakiness. There might be a whiskey element to it, but... Um, no, but it is that charred wood that you kind of get that comes more forward than the actual whiskey itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, so I, that's why they talk about the barrel. Like, that's the thing. The bar- It's almost like the barrel outweighs the whiskey. The whiskey is more of like, this yeah. is what this barrel that you are tasting was used for. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's right. That That's right. right. And so... um. You know, so I think the elements of that make this, you know, appealing. Uh, this is not a, uh, you know, their their take on this is a sweetened 
tobacco. This is not a you know super sweet tobacco by any means. It's uh you know a, a, a good navy that's been prepared with just a little a little bit of uh, kind of added sweetness. But it's really nice. Yeah, really really nice. It uh, uh burns to nice uh, powder. Is um you know relatively cool on your tongue as long as you smoke it at a pretty slow rate. And uh, you know I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So mm. you know these crumble cakes like this. It's kind of interesting because if, if if you leave this in the tin too long it really will kind of dry out so i would i would recommend if you open a tin of this but expect to smoke it over you know a period of a few weeks go ahead and put this in a small mason jar Uh, get you like a tiny one of those small small mason jars that you know you get like a little small thing of jelly in or something and I, i would put it in that uh seal it by hand very very tight because you don't want this to dry out. This, I think, would could be prone to that a little bit. But anyway, really good tobacco. I, I think Sutliff, what they've done here, is uh, come out with something that's um, that they should be proud of. So, All right, there you go. Crumble cake. Yep. Number three. Number I mean, three. Well, Crumble cake number three. The next one is the number two tobacco that we're that, <laughs> That's correct, and I gotta I gotta make mention of this off the bat because like I'm still I'm still racking my brain as to why. That one, like the crumble cake, makes me think of Christmas, especially because this next pipe tobacco we're about to talk about uses the exact same color scheme, but I don't get Christmas vibes. But it doesn't it. make you think of the so I'm thinking of the, the font, holidays. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking the font is really what puts it over the edge. Actually, me, but, that yeah. makes good sense. Yeah, the, the more I think about it, that that does make good sense. All right, so this this is great, man. This next one that we're about to talk about, like I just mentioned, does have uh, a similar similar color scheme. Yeah, but you don't get the same Christmas feel. Not yeah. at all. So and actually, it's kind of surprising because when when you handed this to me i didn't know what it was going to be like i I saw it from across the room didn't know what it was going to be and i'm actually surprised this is what it is just based off of like initial (laughs) initial like at a glance well it 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 is we we might as well go ahead and let the listener know what we're talking about it's (laughs) it is uh it is fourth generation 2012 anniversary blend and um and and the reason i think it's a little surprising or something is that you know most of eric stokeby's blends in you know his fourth generation series just don't they're not red. They're just not red, and they're not square. You know, yeah. this, this comes in a square red tin, and is a little more gussied up than some of his other tobaccos. You know, some of the Fourth other generation, ones have kind of a, a white brown. Yeah, yeah, white and brown, kind kind of simple and um, coin. Like they're know. not the they're like kind of large. Yeah, it's coin, a ra- yeah. it's a rounder tin. Right. Whereas you know we've got a square vacuum seal tin here, but it's a. It's for a Virginia Flake, and so it makes a lot of sense, obviously. A lot of these square tins are disappearing. A lot of them are going away because I think it's just easier to produce. If you're a tobacco manufacturer and you produce a lot of different varieties— you know, it's easier to just have a bunch of round tins, and then you don't have to think about what goes in what kind of tin. They just all get the same tin, you know. Uh, plus, I think some of the warning labels, it's a little that the government forces these, you know, companies to put on. I think it's a little <laughs> easier to put them on the round tin right. uh, than it is to put on the square tin. But anyway, square tins are very— more real estate to work with. That you do. The square tins, though, they're so visually appealing. They just—they're unique and different. They look good in, in your, you know, cellar and in your tobacco bag or whatever. It's just really handsome. I mean, obviously, if you've got a perfectly cut flake, uh, it's just so satisfying to open a square tin of tobacco mm-hmm. and see that perfectly cut flake. Not so. trying to put a round, round peg in a square hole. Exactly, <laughs> man. It's just, uh, or, or, vice versa. or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. it's just really, really uh, handsome to do that. So, And I love, obviously, you know, you open the fourth generation tin and there's that gold foil that yeah. to me i love that mac baron does that a lot too you see yeah. that gold foil and it just man there's something about when you open something like that you're like okay 
This is a premium product. Yeah, it's that yeah. it's that uh, really like um, kind of like that pressed collar type yeah. foil as well. So it's not like all frilly or anything of that nature. It's yeah. all kind of folded in over itself. It's you're, nice. Yeah, you're opening it up um, and you do have that. And it's it's not just gold. I mean, it's reflective. It's metallic almost. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. I guess gold is metallic, but you know what I mean? It's not just, <laughs> it's not just the color. And as you mentioned, like with the tobacco being there, they're just like, it's almost like a chocolate bar, like, like, like a Wonka bar. You know what it, I mean? It is, man. I, I think there's no more mouthwatering tobacco than or looking tobacco anyway than than something like a flake that's cut like this it's in a square can you feel like you're opening candy you open it up and you've got the folding uh you know the packaging everything they're just like laying there and uh beautiful now the 10 note is it okay if i just dump it into the 10 yeah dive in i know i'm like eagerly doing this but i'm like it's been so long i know right (laughs) no that's great it's like what am i smelling what am i tasting go ahead i've missed this so much this is great and there's also you know the just to kind of you know let the listener in as well i mean obviously i'm sitting across the room from like God's gift to pipe tobacco dumb and you know like with one of like the most extreme palettes that's out there and here's little old me trying to like do my best to like you know I'll say a thing and then I'll look at John David and he'll be like good boy you know like you you got it right or like he'll shake (laughs) shake his head in shame like "Uh, I mean like you could you could smell that Um, all right so a couple things a honey sweetness, but also kind of like a grassy muskiness. Yeah, is kind of what I'm getting from this. You just, you just perfectly. I, I'm nodding my head. Yes. Good job, boy. Good job. <laughs> you, you just perfectly described a Virginia, a bright leaf of Virginia tobacco. Uh, right. You yeah. just, you just perfectly described something that has that Virginia grassy field like muskiness that that is, um, you know, so appealing to Virginia smokers. So yeah. Now look at the. I'm growing. Then I'm glad for that. <laughs> The tin itself, you know, we already mentioned this in terms of just the difference, but I, got, I want to also make mention of this. It's interesting. And I think this is why, especially a, a brand like Fourth Generation, while the tobacco is complemented by the tin that it's in, the yeah. branding for Fourth Generation, I think, is better on a round tin as opposed to like a rectangle tin. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on with the branding and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But when you've got it on such a tight canvas, small like real this, estate, yeah, it really kind of merges together, and that's, I mean, like, I that's the thing. I looked over; I didn't know this was fourth generation until I was holding until it. Until you held hand. it, yeah. Whereas most of the time, you walk by a fourth generation tent, you instantly know exactly what it is. So that's a challenge in terms of just the way in which it's presented. But yeah. all that to say, let's talk about the tobacco. Yeah, I mean, the tobacco is is really good. It's a I call these uh, tobaccos Virginia puros. That is kind of a kind of a holdover from the um, from the cigar industry. What you were where you you refer to a cigar as a puro if it has all the same leaf from one country. And right. so like it's a Nicaraguan puro if every leaf in the cigar comes from Nicaragua. Well, I'm bad about doing that with pipe tobacco, but what I do is I call it a puro if if it's purely Virginia's or purely Burley or something like that. So this is a Virginia puro which which just means it's nothing but Virginia's and it's just very clean. It has a nice kind of light yellow appearance to it with these little brown streaks and and little white tiny flecks in there from uh, just the characteristic uh, bright leaf that we've seen in this. The description here, uh, Eric Stokeby, fourth generation, uh, commemorates 130 years since the family-owned business first introduced their mixtures to pipe smokers. Comprised entirely of mature Virginias that are pressed and cut into flakes, it features a subtle pear flavoring for a hint of sweetness and a satisfyingly rich smoking experience. It's a remarkable blend from the esteemed tobacconists continuing their historic legacy and passion for producing quality pipe tobaccos. And so when you light this and smoke it, first of all, the moisture is just 
great from what you'd expect yeah. from this. Uh, this is tinned by a Scandinavian tobacco group. So, you know, makers of Orlick and other stuff. But uh, it, it's it's very high quality tobacco. You can tell just from looking at it. And uh, the moisture level is just perfect. And it it crumbles in your hand and uh, and loads in the pipe uh, very nicely. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a flake tobacco of... of you know, mostly bright leaf uh, Virginias. And so you've got something that is, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a little tough to get lit. And uh, once it gets lit, you may have to kind of work it a little harder than you might uh, some other tobaccos. It's going to burn with a little higher temperature. And so you want to really sip this tobacco. But there is a nice kind of a silage sweetness here. It's almost a barnyard kind of thing. The grassiness comes up from behind. And then you do have this pear uh, element to it, which is very, mm. it's, it's present. There's a, there's almost like a honey pear. It's a, yeah, yeah, one of those yeah. pears that's been, uh, that you get from the little dole fruit cup kind of thing, but, but in a good way, mm. in, in a, in a fresh, fresh tangy way. It's very, very pleasant. And so, um, the grassy hay is not overwhelmed by this pear uh, kind of note there, and and you know it, that's that's positive because you want to appreciate the the natural taste of the Virginias, but they really do uh, complement each other, I think, very well. So anyway, I, I give this one high marks. It's you know an interesting tobacco. It's something that you know is not way over the top as far as any kind of superlative flavor, but it's something that I think if you're a Virginia smoker, you like you know things like you know I mentioned Orlick before. Dunhill Flake, Capstan. This will be in your rotation or, or, or should be. The other fourth generation Flake that they produced, 1931, also just as good, very high quality. So I, I commend both of these to you. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, fourth generation 2012 anniversary blend, a, a Virginia Flake with, uh, with just a subtle pear topping. It's so, you know, subtle enough to where a lot of folks would consider this a non aromatic. And, you know, for the Virginia smoker, I think, you know, you, you, would, you would certainly enjoy it. That's good, man. I, so all, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of this still could be fourth generations. Those are all from SDG, right? They're all, to my knowledge, they're all manufactured by Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Okay. Yeah. So it's all under a different brand, but Eric has, after blending these, uh, worked with STG to, to produce them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Yep. As always, man, some excellent pipe tobaccos to, uh, to help kind of uh, expand the palates of our listeners. And one of the things that we always encourage, especially with tobacco talks, is when you think about how you're going to be enjoying these pipe tobaccos, you want to make sure you're getting all of those different flavor notes, all of the different uh, little little moments. You know, <laughs> all the little moments, precious yeah. moments, yeah. like those little creepy figurines. Yeah. No, actually, it, <laughs> funny enough, it, uh, saying that made me think of, uh, what was it, The Dark Knight, when the Joker was talking about torturing somebody? <laughs> He's like, you'd miss all the precious moments. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> That's a, that's a weird transition. And that's what you think of when you think nope, of our friends that. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse. Uh, no, you think about heroes like Batman, and that's what you think about when you think about our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> Man, that's exactly right. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm so glad that they love us. Um, yeah, we, you know, uh, we obviously talk about Missouri Meerschaum week to week, and one of the best pipes that you can uh, taste tobaccos out of as a Missouri mirror from corn cob. But That's certainly right, yeah. if you've got a little more flexibility and, and the ability to, to sit there and focus on it, you're not moving around a lot. A clay is really a great 
way to oh, yeah. try uh, to try new pipe tobaccos. And um, you really do get the purest experience of the tobacco uh, with a clay. A clay can be a little clumsy. It's fragile. It gets hot. So you have to, it has to be a right time, right place kind of pipe. But uh, but they really are uh, wonderful for trying new tobaccos. So if you want to try the 2012 or the Sutliff Crumble Cake number three, uh, we highly recommend a, a Missouri Meerschaum Old Dominion clay pipe. Just very handsome. They come in a couple different styles. They're relatively small. And you can also get them in a gift pack. If you want a you know complimentary hardwood pipe and a corncob pipe to go all together, it comes in a really uh, really classy looking bag. So anyway, go to corncobpipe.com uh, and you can check that out. And of course, order that today. All those are in stock, and they'd be happy to send them right to your front door. All right, and big thanks to the good folks at Missouri Mirsham for sponsoring this show. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week. Uh, This one is coming in from Jason. This is what Jason has to say. Hey, Bo and John David. I have a Forsetti bent billiard that was gifted to me from a friend, and I love the way that thing smokes. There's one issue that I have, and it is that the mortise hole does not quite line up with mm. the stem hole. Yeah, we see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Smokes e- uh, easily passes through, and I have no problem there. But a pipe cleaner will not run clean through the pipe. That is the cardinal sin of pipes for John David Cole. Hey, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go, go, go ahead. We'll talk about <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. In, in your opinion, is this an issue that you would personally try to tackle yourself? And furthermore, is there a specific pipe repairman that you would recommend if I choose not to trust myself with a drill? And again, that is from listener Jason. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, Jason, obviously when you, you said you smoke this pipe and the smoke easily passes through from the, uh, the mortise hole into the tenon of the pipe. And, and so when that happens, a lot of people just don't worry about it and they get over it. And it's a deal where for this particular pipe, I'll just take it apart to clean it. And that's great. And, uh, and when that happens, you'll just have to be sure to let your pipe cool down and, uh, and then gently twist the, uh, the stem and the, and the stumble, um, opposite directions to, to get it apart. And so that's, um, you know, uh, this happens all the time. That's the thing. I mean, I've seen, uh, in our shop, um, you know, $400 pipes that come through where the, uh, you can't run a cleaner through room and so uh you, some people are okay with that and it's just a kind of a personal preference thing with me <laughs> you know I, I really before i settle on a pipe i'll 
you know, that's one thing about the luxury of working in a pipe shop is that I get to hold it in my hand, right, before mm-hmm. I smoke. If you're ordering pipes online, which is now just part of our, uh, you know, commerce, and that's great because uh, it opens up the access to so many more people. But you, d- you don't necessarily have that luxury of running a pipe cleaner through the pipe. And so one thing I will say, a lot of tobacconists, you know, they'll be happy if you are, you know, dealing with a brick and mortar tobacconist. I know people have done this with us before. Uh, if you're looking at a pipe on our website, uh, you know, call us, ask us if it'll run a pipe cleaner and we'll, we'll go check it for you. And, um, and some websites even have a little, den, you know, denotate notation on their, uh, sales page where it'll let you, it'll indicate if it runs a pipe cleaner easily or not. So anyway, if for some people that's a big deal, other people it's not, whatever. But for Jason, um, you know, this is obviously concerning him. I would inquire with the folks at Briarville. We've recommended them a lot. Also Reborn Pipes, if you're in Canada, you know, those those, those guys, they know their way around pipes very well yeah. and, and, and are just come highly recommended. These are people that are in the pipe industry, go to, you know, pipe events and are, are very much a part of our pipe community fabric. And they'll kind of steer you in a good direction. Some pipes, there's not enough meat in that wood to to fix it. Mm. And, and, and so that's mm. a, you know, that's a thing. Are you going to deal with that or not? And well, you risk um, cracking it, right? Well, you, you just, risk yeah. cracking it if you're going to drill it out. And so, um, you know, for me and I have a, if you know me well, you know, I have this essential trimmer and just, I, I don't trust myself with a drill at all. So I would, I would certainly uh, call someone else to do it. But you know, if it's, if it looks like there might be a um, possibility of some cracking there, uh, you know, I would certainly send it off to someone else to see uh, if they can fix it. Anyway, this is really not an issue if the pipe smokes well. The only thing is, is there's that there's that point about you're going to have to take it apart to clean it. And if that's the case, uh, just be sure to um, to let it cool down first. So. Question back in the day, like like the, you know, before well before John David days of Country Squire. Yeah. Like did did they have a repairman on site or how would they deal with that? Well, it was more common. And, yeah. and and so some of these things they did on site. Right. But most of them, they still, what we do today is, is you know, find someone that this is what they do. Okay. The problem we have today in our shop is that we, we don't really have the ability to fix cracked stems, put bands on pipes or any of that stuff, drill, you know, stuff out. I'm just, I don't have that level of expertise or equipment. What we are equipped to do is clean and restore pipes and also do minor stem repair, particularly if a stem is loose. We can do that in the shop. The the problem we run into today is the nature of our business. There's just not a lot of time to do that kind of thing. And so we've gotten to where even though we can polish pipes and uh, clean them up and, you know, all that, all that stuff, make a pipe look really sparkly, we're, you know, very proud of our ability to do that. But, you know, we send them to people we trust because they have, you know, just this is what they do day in and day out. And, and they're able to do it quicker than we are. We can so. make it look good on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, you like... You know, rub it on the bottom of your shirt or uh, something, and right, you know, right, spell right. spit shine. Spit yeah. shine. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. But anyway, um, j- call the folks at Briarville, uh, Reborn Pipes, Tim West Pipe Repair. I've re- he's Tim, of course, been in the industry a very long time and a uh, trusted guy. Uh, any of those guys will be happy to um, happy to help you. That's right, man. All right. Well, hey, great pipe question, Jason. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week for us, send it into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. Quick fire question. Ow! 
Yeah. All right, man. This is uh, from KT. Okay, so this is, uh, you know, KT sent us a couple of quick fire questions, all travel edition. Okay. Very fitting, of course, for this uh, this this year and this yeah. kind of series of episodes that we're doing, hopefully on the road. Yeah, it's nice. By the way, before recording this episode, you and I were talking about a potential location for uh, the next time we do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's exciting. I'll just say that. I'm really fired up. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It when may not be how. in our immediate future, maybe down the road a little bit. It's we'll going to blow some people's minds if we're able to pull it's it off. It's pretty sick. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, quick, quick fire questions. KT Travel Edition. Here we go. Week long cruise in the Caribbean or a week at an all inclusive resort on the Caribbean? Man, I, I've actually never been on a cruise. I, I've, I've never been on one. Yeah. So I have stayed at an all inclusive resort. I went to one on my honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it it was unreal. Yeah. And so I, I've heard cruises can be a lot of fun because there's so many different offerings. And, yeah. you know, there's casinos and there's cigars and swimming pools. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. If I had to pick one, I, I'd go with the all-inclusive resort. There's something about walking up to any bar yeah. in the whole location yeah. or any restaurant for that matter and getting whatever you want and knowing it's already paid for. It's already done. You don't have to think about like, it. And it's like you take a it, – it's, it's really – it's actually, as we think of it, it's very selfish, <laughs> but you've paid for it. Well, so I, it's sometimes you need to take care of yourself. Well, you know, I mean, you, you go in there and you're like, well, I mean, you, they, this person just made me this perfectly good drink, but it's, but I don't like it or maybe it's not exactly what I was wanting. So, so you just push it aside S- and send it back yes. and ask another one, ask <laughs> for another one. And you know, this is the nature of these all inclusive places, you know? And so, uh, it, it, it is if you've never gone to one of those, I encourage you to you know save your pennies up and and see if you can go at least once. See, I, I honeymooned a lot late or a lot earlier in life than you did. Yeah, you did. And so did. when and and right out of college and right out of a Baptist college, <laughs> so I I didn't know you could or should send it back. I just was like, well, it's here. Let me drink this down, right, and get another one. In your Baptist college, so before anyone can see me drinking yeah, it. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I have a terrible tequila story. <laughs> From, from our audio. <laughs> and that's on Urban Squire Radio. No, that anyway. actually, that might that might be more of a father-to-father story at some point. I okay, don't know. good. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, um, I have no desire to be on a cruise. I, I did at one point, and then, you know, you see all these stories about people on cruises, then one person gets sick, they all get sick, before COVID. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm not, I'm good. Not doing it. No. I, I mean, like, if I, in a very... If it was a small cruise, like a, like a like a yacht for like twenty yeah. like a twenty room yacht type situation, yeah. going across the Aegean Sea, you know, once Country Squire Radio hits it big and we get brought bought out by <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> we we get bought out by Boodles. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Live the Boodles good life in oh, the Aegean Sea on your yacht with Gor- Goran Brothers. Radio. Goran Brothers and Boodles are going to reach out to us and they're going to team up and buy a Country Squire radio and then we'll, oh we'll do it from gosh. a yacht. Yeah. All right. What's the next question? What's the next question? All inclusive for me. All right. Uh, yes. <laughs> tour the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island or tour Mount Rushmore. I want to do both. I've mm. never done either. I, I'd really like to see the Ellis Island up close and then also uh, go up in the Statue of Liberty and all that, you know? So yeah. uh, I, I've seen the Statue of Liberty once in, in person from the, you know, from bottom, shore. bottom end of uh, Manhattan or whatever, but yeah. I've never, never been out there. So, but I would love to see that. Yeah. I, I, from what I understand, cause I've never been to either, but I get, I, I, from what I understand, they're both smaller than you think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you actually see them, they're actually much smaller than because whenever you see them, they're all this, this big imagery and everything else. They're both right. like big, iconic, you know, between the Statue of Liberty and Mount Rushmore. And Rushmore. Yeah. I, I think I kind of want to see Mount Rushmore, I think, between the two. And mostly because yeah. I'm like you, I've seen the Statue of Liberty from afar. It yeah. would be cool to go up top. After all, 
that's where Wolverine fought Magneto and where Spider-Man fought the Green Goblin. Uh, so, you know, that's that's fun. But no, I think I think Mount Rushmore because all the supervillains live inside the mouths. In, lives inside a mountain somewhere. Well, in, in you know, like Mount Rushmore's mouth opens up, and oh. then like a supervillain comes out or something yeah. like no, that. No, that, that I I know the um I know the concepts that you're I think that's about. a thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> they're robots. They're they giant fly, robot heads. They fly up the nose of Thomas Jefferson. Right, right. It's like a, out the monocle of uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, actually, this this has me thinking. Like, at some point, we should consider doing a Mount Rushmore of the pipe tobacco world. Yeah. Like, who are four? Like, who are like the four heads? If there was a Mount Rushmore, yeah. of, like, pipe tobacco. Wow. Let's wow. Let's, let's think about That's that. It's a concept. Yeah. Let's think about okay. that. Okay. All right. Uh, and then finally, week in Paris or a week in London. Mm, I'm such an Anglophile. That's fine. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably have to say London. But who's going to turn down a week in Paris? Well, so that's the thing. Golly, I've, I've done a week in think London. Think about the food. Yeah. yeah. And the I, I'm going to say a week in London, but golly, who wants to pick? Yeah. I've done a week in London and loved it. I had a speaking engagement there a long time ago, about several years back. Yeah. And um, so many great places. Uh, there's one pub called the City of York that it's got a <laughs> You're white... such a sucker. It's got a white rose on it. <laughs> My name's all over half that city. Know, you own it, right? Yeah. It's yours. Well, half it's of your, it. Yours for the taking. Well, half of it. <laughs> and you got the Lancashire. And, and, anyway, the point is... Um, but I've done that. It's, it's fun. So I, I highly recommend it. But I've never been to Paris. We were supposed to go to Paris in 2020. So I was oh, supposed to have right. a week in Paris then. That's right. And I didn't. Yeah. Did I tell you this? We, we canceled everything. We yeah. got all of our money back except for one Airbnb in Amsterdam because mm-hmm. we were going to do a couple nights in Amsterdam mm-hmm. that we couldn't get our money back. And so we wanted to get them to set up a webcam in our room so we could at least look at it <laughs> for the night that we couldn't be there. <laughs> wow. Anyway. That is hilarious and pretty out. Of, that's out of control. That's yeah. so 2020. Though. I have been yeah. to Paris in high school, actually. I, I, I got right. the chance to go and I begged my, my dad to help me helped me uh, pay for it, and I think we split the difference or something oh, but, nice. and got to go in high school. That was really neat, and I enjoyed seeing uh, the Louvre and, um, you know, the Arc de Triomphe and all that stuff. And Yeah, that, that's the Louvre, which oh, is in England. Right. 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 Um, but, you know, we hear about the pipe community in London pretty regularly. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard about the pipe community in Paris. Ooh. Uh, parlez-vous français? Uh, we see the... Bon ton Luray. Uh do you uh um, I didn't know you spoke in tongues. I, but the um I I don't I, I don't think you know, we hear about French the French pipe community because of the obviously the historic uh you know, pipe manufacturers in, in the southern part of the country, but I, I'm not familiar with with the pipe smoking community in Paris. Dude, let's so put it out there. Something to explore. To yeah. our finished listeners, if you have a pipe community <laughs> out there that you feel that it is worth highlighting, please write into the show. And our apologies to our you apologize for nothing. French Go ahead, listeners. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm part French. I'm part French. You only you know, your apology only counts if you mean it. Well, then I I did mean it. You've ne- <laughs> I did mean it. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I've apologized a lot on this show, and yeah. I've meant it every single time. Every single time. Listen, <laughs> that's, that's going to do the quick fire questions. Again, if you got some quick fire questions for us, send them in. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Your Your thoughts, thoughts, your your comments. comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man. We got some listener feedback in this week from... This is kind of a combination listener feedback. Yeah. We got... Honestly, we got a lot of listener feedback. And this is about the Esoterica drop you had several, several weeks back. Yeah. Um, So our club members... 
I, I think is it okay to talk about this? Like, yeah. Okay. No, I absolutely. just want to make sure it's, yeah, it's fine. It's great. It's, it didn't break the rules of like the internet or the world or no, something. No, we're in like good that. shape. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, esoterica, as, as uh, seasoned pipe smokers know, is uh, when 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 esoterica comes on the market, it's a big deal. It is a gold rush, quite literally, a gold rush to get esoterica blends. And something that you have done uh, is for our patrons and club members, before you put it on the website, you kind of give them a heads up like, hey, guys, you might want to check out the website. We got Esoterica coming. And people are able to kind of jump in and, and yeah. get, get kind of early in line from that standpoint. <laughs> that, that's right. We we tried it this time. And the problem was is that every time we upgrade our website bandwidth, right. it's never enough. Yeah. Right. It's never enough. Never enough. And 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 so and you know, so we we just have these modest feelings about our website. It's like, well, you know, all shucks, it, it man, this'll be good enough, you know, or whatever. And it's never good enough. No. You know, it's gotten to the point where we, we really do have to sink some some uh, bigger resources into our um, into the back end of our our website it's what legitimate like y2k like you like every single time you drop esoterica it's like y2k hits your website it, all at once it shuts it down it shuts it, it down. just shuts it down so what we did this past time we dropped it we tried to uh give our uh patreon supporters a uh, kind of a heads up that it was coming just as a way to reward uh reward them for you know for financially supporting the show and uh being a member of that club and and so anyway david is referring to that and we're obviously thankful for you david and and, and everything. also yeah we, well so that's the thing we actually got a couple of of comments yeah. about this so david writes and he said uh about the esoterica heads up for patrons i really appreciate it this heads up uh, for the supporters and it makes me even more committed to supporting country squire radio thank you and that's from david o'reilly also robin vick wrote in said thank you john david i know it is hectic on your end i was able to nab some unobtainium unobtainium <laughs> that's from that that's from the blue the, the blue smurf movie right i don't know but that that's kind of uh become the uh just kind of become what uh what people what call us yeah, er, yeah. he says they got some medium flakes some latakia flake and some pelican nice. again that is from robin vick and yeah. man there, there was a couple of messages like this it was very much appreciated well it's one of those things we we try to do something nice but then at the end of the day because i did something nice it shuts our website down so <laughs> i'm hoping the next time we do something nice or or just put it out there period that uh that it uh that we don't get clobbered so oh. anyway we i i'm i just profusely apologize for folks that spent hours on our website trying to reload refresh pages and um you know servers down and you know bandwidth is overload i don't even know the right terms but anyway uh james foster our our webmaster does such a good job and oh, i'm so genius. proud of him he it just has helped i mean our our entire web business in some sense is really due to his hard work and investment and so uh, i want to thank him and and just you know he does the best he can with what we give him and 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 we're committed as the future goes to giving him more and more so anyway um but i'm, I'm glad y'all were able to get some thanks all right well good stuff man well hey if you've got some listener feedback for the show uh head over to countrysquireradio.com where you can uh, contact us you can email the show show at countrysquireradio.com you can uh, follow us throughout the week you can follow john david at john david cole you can follow the show at squire radio and the shop at underscore country squire radio but all that information and more, of course, can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Man, we got some good good tobaccos here. Yeah, it was good, man. It's always fun to, yeah. to dive into the tobaccos and, you know, smoke them and smell them and look at how pretty they are. Yeah. It's delicious. I, crumble, I, I'm, I can't be the only one that looks at crumble cake and thinks of Christmas. I'm kind of curious if anybody else out there, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> I'd, I'd love, I need, I need some validation somewhere, so y'all, y'all help me out. All right, man, wait. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. <laughs>